I think that what helps you to get through the job losses, the friendship breakups, the tough times of loss is to always remember that without dark, light cannot exist. And so the dark times are simply a time to check yourself. And they're also there to teach you lessons of humility. We got tested for health at Human Garage, and Lindsay has a six-pack, but I have better health results. <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> so health isn't all about how your body looks. It's about how the insides look. Yeah, I'm basically dying. Uh, <laughs> sayonara. So at Human Garage, which we love, um, in LA, they do testing. I don't know what it was, but it was like spit and urine. Yeah. Basically, the girl said to me. It, it takes said, way too long, by the way, to fucking spit into a tube. Oh, but it took me 40 minutes and I was late. For 40 minutes. And I had to keep thinking about Sour Patch Kids. I kept thinking about Sour Patch Kids. Why? To get my mouth oh, to water. What'd oh, you think yeah. about? Did I was it? just like... And my girl who did my test results basically said she's never seen results so good. Wow. So although I don't feel great about my body most days, the insides are very happy. Lisa's like, do you have two hours? I was like, yeah. No way. No, I'm joking. Uh, I'm pulling up my results because I I went into it being like, oh, Lisa. I was like, my results look kind of eh. And she's like, actually, it's not that bad. So... I'm in the red. For what? For inflammation. Duh. Mm-hmm. Working out way too much, but that's going to change in a few weeks when I'm done soul cycle. Yeah. Protein metabolism. Protein intake appears to be very low or digestion is incomplete. We're figuring out the digestion thing. Huh. So I might not be digesting the protein. It's weird. Probably because it's meat. Oh, I mean, well, mainly fish. Said it. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, yeah. Just kidding, everyone. Do what you want. (laughs) I mean, I'm mainly plant-based, but I do, I've been doing a lot of salmon. Joshin. But every, I mean, probably once a month I do, anyway. One time I saw you eat pork. Oh yeah, I do love pork. How about breaking up? I mean, hey guys, want to know what I ate in Morocco? You'll defriend me. Ew. (laughs) I was with Drew. I, I had to, the dude. I mean, no, it was amazing. Uh, plus, they treat their animals better over there. Oh, yeah. You don't even know. It's like different. It's it's so it's like different. sacred in a way. I don't even Yes. I do know what you mean. And then in the red was toxicity and liver analysis. So What's the liver? You know what's funny is one of those it's things. It's the activity appears to be very high. So Uh-oh. it's either birth control that I was on for 12 years and my liver's like trying to figure out. There's a lot of stuff to process. I'm not... 
I'm not drinking as much anymore at all. So that's not really it. But it could be like when you were young and you had antibiotics, like there could just be a lot going on. I've been doing the medical medium protocol. I've been doing the human garage supplements, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, we should. When we have our human garage episode, guys, we'll tell you about the protocol and all the mm -hmm. supplements and stuff. One of them that I've been taking... um, and that you guys can get is like minerals, just like- Yeah, you to know, put in your water. Minerals to put in your water. So, so trace good. minerals sometimes get removed from our water, you know, when it's cleaned or whatever, you know, our water has just been through the ringer in mm-hmm. the past um, decades and centuries. So by putting minerals in your water, it has been really helpful for my blood. Yeah. Like I have a very low, low, low blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Like I'm almost like a dead person. So mm, um, meditation. Having, yes. And I'm a cold hearted bitch. Um, so having the minerals has helped with my period. Yeah. It's just been awesome. So that's one of the things that they suggested to me was having mineral droplets. Sakara has great ones mm-hmm. um, that you can do, um, you know, for your blood and your body, your full body regulation. I was surprised my hydration and adrenal analysis was in the green. Great. Which is very weird. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Cause like, it's it like, would have been different a year ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so, Body bounces back. Yeah. That's but I'm excited. It kinda, it's so fun to like, it is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a little science experiment. <laughs> it is. To like get better. Well, you did it with your hormones. It is. No, I know yeah. exactly. I'm not, I'm just in a laugh. She's laughing at my overall <laughs> still. <laughs> just Lindsay's like making me laugh today. <laughs> She's being very, Lindsay's so nice and sweet. And sometimes she gets a little savage and it makes me happy. <laughs> so she's been kind mm-hmm. of, she's been a little bit devilish mm-hmm. today. I'm going to continue to be devilish. What's made you feel devilish today? What has made me? That fucking bird that won't stop chirping. She's devilish about a bird. So there's a baby hawk. And I actually think it's in distress. I know, man, dude. But we were recording and I needed to shut the fuck up. It's funny, I can't even hear it. But yeah, once you start hearing something, you can't stop. I went on a date. How'd it go? First one? First one in a while. Mm -hmm. It was fine. Where'd you go? Well, first we met, like, I was with a friend, like, catching up with a friend at a new place in Santa Monica. And, like, he was, like, getting back from traveling and meeting with a coworker or whatever. And he was just, like, one of those people that, like, talks to whoever. And we had started talking or whatever. Yeah. And then by the end of it, he gave me his number. And you and texted him? No, he texted me. Oh, okay. Obviously. I don't know, man. Come on. 2018. Uh, no, but we went to this... <laughs> we went to Beverly Hills to this like Greek place. It was actually so good and beautiful. It was delicious. One word, pita. Oh man. Pita hummus. Two words, dips. So good. Pita and dips. I could live on pita and dips. It was such a scene though. It was hilarious. You know, I just like, I realized and actually like a week after, I just, I don't want to be dating right now. You feel that? You know what I mean? He was like so nice. He's super successful. He's... Older, 44. So like has his shit together and he like knows what he wants. And I'm like, not that I don't, I'm just, I don't, I don't need to be seeking right now. It's like this weird feeling of, of needing myself. (laughs) And like, I'm the type that really- There's a podcast you should listen to. It's called The Sacredness. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really great episode. dick. (laughs) By Lindsay Simpson. I don't know. I feel that, man. But literally, I know that this will not be forever. Of course. So I'm just kind of like, every time I go on a date in like recent, you know, months, six months, I'm just like, why am I here? Totally. 
Because sometimes I just secede. I'm like, I should go on a date. Yeah. And it's like society. You know, people are like, are you dating? You're like, yep. I'm like every once in a while. Yeah. Like, I don't really know. Well, it's like you're not going to force it. It's funny. When I was listening to the podcast with Aubrey Marcus and his mm-hmm. fiance, Whitney, are they married yet? I don't know. I don't know. Are they engaged? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They may be open marriage. Yeah. So they're mm-hmm. in the open relationship and they talk a lot about it um, on Aubrey's podcast. You guys can look up that, you know, maybe we'll have him on to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But they were like talking about the open relationship. And I was just like, I don't, of course I don't want to mm-hmm. be in an open. I have no judgment. And I think the concept is interesting. And I, I think more power to you, but I was just like, dude, the energy right now for me to like, date two people like how much time yeah I don't know like I don't know how do you, how you compartmentalize oh I, literally I was thinking about if I was doing that the whole time I'd be like so like I'm better yeah do you know what I mean like I would literally be like so who's like more fun yeah I would I, I would make it, it would like that comparison game, it would yeah. be like, it'd be hard to not yeah I can mm. nope I wouldn't it's not be for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I do I do like the idea that like so this is like one of the things that Aubrey said was that when a parent has a kid, you don't say, "Oh, now that you've had, you know, and then they have a second child, you don't say, "Oh, now that you've had the second child, you love them half as much." Love doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So if you have two lovers, it doesn't mean that you love each right. as halves. It's like you just love each. Mhm. You know, and when you and when you're a parent, you have two kids. You just love more. And I also think, I think he talked about kind of the lessons that he knew he needed to learn. Are yeah. like he's been able to really face and learn. Like he's done so much plant medicine. He's like, even after hundreds of ceremonies of ayahuasca, I haven't learned the shit I'm learning from this open relationship. Mm. So, I'm. Never say never, but I'm just, I'm curious to the feeling of, of Mm. being that open Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Like being that evolved, being that evolved is beyond, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and it's not like you're not, it's, it's not, I'm not saying you're not, I'm in a monogamous relationship. I will be in a monogamous relationship with Justin for as long as, you know, I I can. Um, And we are able and for the rest of our lives, you know, God willing, but it's like, it, there is like just a, a consciousness that I think about where it is. If you think about love in like a physics sense, it's like there is so much. It's mm. not scarce. There's not a scarcity of love and you could love more than one human. Yeah. Whatever. I'm trying to fuck everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's secretly what I'm trying to do. I'm yeah. like, everyone stop asking me about dating. I'm just trying to fuck underground. <laughs> I'm trying to fuck. I'm just trying to fuck a hundred people. No, but I, f- I feel like too, like I'm also, well, I haven't, I'm yeah, I haven't really, I haven't been having sex, but mm-hmm. I'm like, should I, should I make that a conscious thing too? Yeah. You know what I mean? For a few months where I'm not dating, I'm not having sex. I had a friend who did that for and just be intentional over a it. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also it was interesting. Last pe- last part about this date was that we were out to dinner. So I had a drink and it was, you know, it's like, whatever. I don't get drunk off of a drink now, but I was also just thinking, I'm like, mm. you know, like, this is what happens. I go out on a date and the initial like interaction, I'm like, oh, okay, like this is probably won't be anything. And then like I have a drink and I'm like, you're kind of cute. Nah. 
Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the lights are low and you're like, I mean, nothing, ha- nothing happened, but I'm just like, even that, just that little change of like how I was feeling. I'm just like, mm-hmm. maybe. Dude, that's literally, <laughs> this is the, how long I've, it's been since I've been on a date. I literally go and the lights are low. <laughs> I'm literally I know, I'm like, 90 huh? years old. I'm like, oh yeah. And the lights are low and you pull up your girdle. And you're, <laughs> and you're just a little hot because your corset's too tight. But I the, don't know shit. The big thing was for me was he- But I could see that. Yeah. When you're a little tips, sometimes you just fall in love. Sometimes it's not falling in love. I'm just like, yeah, maybe. Maybe we can make it work. I could change you. Mm-hmm. Can't date potential. I could change you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Literally, that was That me. one, yo, you're 44, bye. You can't change that shit. No. And he hates LA. Yeah. That was it. He told me that. I was like, why are you? Bye-bye. Yeah. What do you? I hate when people say they hate LA. I know. <laughs> I'm I such that. a baby. I'm like, then one, why are you here? Mm-hmm. But two, also why? Yeah. You're jealous of it. It's just so different everywhere. Find a place in LA you love if yeah, you got to be here. That's so true. Because everywhere, but why so do you? Different. But I don't understand. Like, why you got to be here for work? Yeah, yeah. Mm. He travels. I don't think he has to be here. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're traveling, like, do your thing. Yeah, we yeah. get it. It's sucks. Traffic. He asked me why out not? again, and I said, I told him, I said, I'm not dating right now. You did, and I was like, Oh, I, I just got scared. I go, I figured this out, and then the last couple of weeks. Uh, I, Oh, would you stop it? <laughs> I hate that. It's honest. I know. So what? Good job. You did a great job. He goes, cool, cool. I can't take that. I don't know why. <laughs> I hate letting people down. Yo, lead I'm letting on. him down if I lead him on. I know, just fucking, that's beautiful. I mean, take whatever. Note, ladies. It's just like, I don't have time for the like lying anymore. I used to lie all the time. I was a professional liar. Yeah. And now I'm fucking in the underground. Yeah, literally. <laughs> now I'm fucking Aubrey Marcus and his uh, fiance. <laughs> yeah, big news. We are the third member of uh-huh. the fourth member. We are. Of the thruple. Yep. Of the now quadru- quadruple. Quadruple. It's us. That would be fun as hell. I would not be able to keep, I would not be secure enough for that shit. I'd be like, oh, now what? Because they're so like physical and like sexual. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? I'd be like, um... I could romp. I'd be like, how about... But then he starts talking about philosophy and I'm like, huh? (laughs) That's that shit though. That evolved. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That conscious is what I'm saying. Yeah. That many plant medicine trips? Not sure it's what I'm saying. (laughs) I think it down. Uh, Okay. This week we have Candice Kumai. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were actually at Candace's beautiful place in Williamsburg. Home, oh, it was stunning. Three sixty views, everybody. Three sixty views, goals. We had the best time with her. We had a awesome episode with her. So search iTunes, search Spotify for Candace Kamai, and it will come up for almost thirty. Mm. Um, and the episode was awesome. It was about getting real in the wellness world and her journey, which hasn't been easy to get to where she is today. So for those of you who don't know who Candace is, she is the wellness golden girl. She is basically all things wellness. She is an author. She's written five books. The most recent book was Kinsey Wellness, which is an awesome take on Japanese culture 
and the wellness space. Mm -hmm. I love it. It sits on our coffee table. Um, She also writes for a bunch of different publications that you guys know. She is a former TV host, former model, and a classically trained chef. So her recipes are incredible. If you follow her on CandiceKumai.com or her Instagram, CandiceKumai, you can find great recipes, inspiration um, there. She's always very real, very raw. Um, And always makes us think more about our relationship as women within the wellness space. So we dig in. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you're the bomb. Please rate and review on iTunes um, and share episodes with friends. If it resonates with you, perhaps it'll resonate with someone else. Okay. That's it. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to the pod, Candy. Hello. (laughs) What's your nickname? Mm, depends on who's asking, mm. but it was Pocahontas when I was a kid. Mm. And then now it's like Candy <laughs> Girl, Candy one. K. Candy K is a good one. CK. There's a Kylie mm. lip kit color called Candy K. Ooh, a juicy. Um, wait, so I want to talk. Okay, so this morning, I wanted to talk about this. I didn't know. How, I want to see how you guys feel about it. I was um, walking to the subway here. First of all, I get hit on a hundred times more in New York than I do in LA. Of course. I don't think I've ever been hit the on in LA. The squirrels are hitting on me. It's like uh, the attention amazing. is it's like insane. intense. I'm, I needed it. I needed a yeah. little boost. But then today I walked out of the apartment. I'm in Brooklyn and I was putting on my headphones and this guy comes up to me and he gets really close and he goes, literally jumped 20 feet in the air. I had kicks on. I literally jumped in the air and was like, oh my <laughs> God. Like I was so scared. He's like, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Proceeds to walk with me for like five minutes, like asking me questions. Why? And I'm like being real. I'm like, I actually am from out of town. Like I, we're not, this isn't going anywhere. I'm from out of town. And then at the end was like, went to like hug me. And so I was like, no, I'm like fine. I went like this. And he's like, went in. And like, my face was like, it was the most uncomfortable thing. And it fucking pissed me off. Cause I was trying to figure out a way that I could nicely shut it down. Well, they, well, it's not like he gave you a chance to just say, he I was proceeded. I like, was there was terrified. no, there was no way in which, like, you were able to get out of there without maybe putting yourself in danger. You didn't know if he was crazy. Like, 100%. He could have said simply, hey, are you single or are you not? And he would have gotten an answer exactly. and walked away. Exactly. Instead, he was making you feel uncomfortable, like you couldn't get out of there. Literally. And so... Oh. It like ruined my morning. Welcome so to New York, guys. For real. And it's not even like it's because of it, whoever the girl, any girl would have been in that same situation. Mm-hmm. But I always think about that. Like, what's a, I was just kind of frustrated. I'm like, I don't know how I could have best handled that to sort of be, I was so scared that it took me out of my element. Whereas I would normally like to be a little bit more aggressively have an energy that's not mean, but very just like stern. Yeah. You know, but I'm, I was so scared. I've lived here for eight years. This stuff happens a lot. Was you you just have to no. say. He was like a work a Because they also follow you on the train as well. Oh, um, yeah. So one time what? a guy did that to me on the train. And I said, hey, I was like, please leave me alone. Thank you. And then I just walked off to another train. And I said to somebody near me, I said, hey, this guy's following me. Mm. Please make sure he doesn't follow me. And then they all go, okay. Oh, that's like everybody I love around, that about New York. Everybody around yeah. you will get your back. Yeah. And yeah. they'll be like, I'll make sure he doesn't follow you. Yeah, and so you just have to be very stern and real. Because um, if somebody has mental health issues or if somebody mm. is unstable, you really don't know. Um, and I'm sorry that you feel uncomfortable. Like, honestly, no woman should ever feel 
like that, but man, that happens all, it happens all day, every day. And women, you do not, if I've had women talk to me about being groped on the subway, I've had women talk to me about like being harassed or followed to their apartments. You absolutely have to say something and report it to others, Mm -hmm. even if it's just to the people around you. Mm -hmm. But if it's really bad, you do need to report it to the police. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It was just, well, it wasn't that bad, but. It's just a bummer. Yeah, it was just like, it scared me. I was like, it also makes you think about, okay, so like, Mm. should I have been on the phone? Like, no, I I think you did exactly what you needed to do and you were scared. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have been freaked out. Yeah. There was no one really around. Was Mm -hmm. there anyone around? No. Yeah. But there was another guy that saw me get so scared and like jump. And he, when I walked past me, he's like, are you okay? Okay, so that's the guy to report it to. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. If yeah. it ever happens again, just definitely say, yeah. hey, you know, he's he's following me. If you can please make sure he doesn't follow me and yeah. say, I got to go. Thank you for talking to me. You know, bye. Yeah. I almost always just tell people, like, I'm so sorry. I have to leave. Like, goodbye. It's crazy what testosterone does. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are no women that are, like, freaking dudes out because they're coming on to them so aggressively. 100%. Like, no women would, like, go up to a dude and be like, Hey, are you single? And like follow her for the follow him for the next like three blocks. You know what I mean? Like no dude would ever like mm-hmm. I was in Chicago one time and I sat was sitting at the end of a, a seat and there's two seats facing each other. And this dude pulls out his dick and starts to jack mm-hmm. off right in front of me. And no woman would ever like sit down on a train and like do that. Like just be nasty, (laughs) flick the bean on the train or like flash her tits or something. It's just like insane. Like what we have to, I didn't mean for the conversation to go this way, but to deal with, I guess, any woman in different situations of varying degrees, like it's just like, and I just felt guilt. I didn't feel guilty, but I just felt like a little, I don't want to be, you know, there's the part of me that doesn't want to be mean doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I do feel like there might be someone for him, you know, maybe he does hit on his wife and she's awesome and she responds. So I don't want any man to like stop doing certain things, but I guess it's like the discomfort level. Yeah. That I like didn't like. I noticed like my whole like energy change when I moved to LA and I love New York and I miss New York Mm. for in, in, in at times, but the cat calling and that type of mm. experience is so more common living here. So much more common. And it was, like, affecting me in a way. Like, I would, anytime I was walking on the street, it doesn't matter who you are, any woman. Like, mm-hmm. construction workers, whatever, whoever. And I would usually be a little rude because I just feel so, like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Like, for, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was then. but I just become, mm-hmm. like, a cornball. I'm like, thank you. Oh, like, yeah. you know, I just like become such a dude that oh, I literally I'm like, rude. I'm like, yeah. So then that, yeah. then I'm like rude. And I have this like, then you feel bad for being stink rude. face on. And then I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, I be didn't mean. walk out my door feeling this yeah. way. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, you know, so yeah, like ruins like, your day. I guess I got to stop wearing short Anywho, skirts. I mean, sites. come on, honey. It's probably my fault. <laughs> I was asking for it. No, you were not. And you were welcome to be your sexy self anytime you come over. Yeah. I prefer it. Yes. Okay. So we talked to our group and they had some questions that we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Um, One of them being ways to overcome heartbreak. Wow. Yeah, I know we talked about it in our um, first conversation with you, which was so, you were so beautifully vulnerable and open about it. But since then, a lot of our girls have come to us like, 
you know, just coming out of a relationship and it's just been really challenging for them. So if you have any advice. It is the hardest time in one's life. Mm -hmm. It really is. Like I always say, um, physical pain, give it to me, no problem. But emotional pain is like nothing else. If it's very sudden and and they're going through it right now, I would say first give yourself time in knowing that everything will be healed. It will take a little bit of time. Like I'm so glad we're having this conversation now versus like when I was like in the middle because now I can see why it happened. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be with anybody who doesn't want to be with you. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be with anyone who doesn't want you. It is possible that people can get back together, but it's not what you should be focused on now is yourself. Mm-hmm. So sleep. That's my thing. Fucking sleep. Sleep. Sleep your ass yes, off. Yes. And it's Okay. Cry as much as you need to. I once had a friend tell me after her breakup that she would cry into her pillow or like punch her pillow at night. And I remembered being so upset because mine was very abrupt and yeah. he never gave me answers. He was very fake about it. He, it was now I realize what mm. it is. He was abandoned as a child and he puts his abandonment on every girl mm. that he dates and leaves wow. them the same way. And it's a pattern. Wow. So when you're part of the pattern, too, you have to recognize that at some point. Um, Eat really well. Try not to drink because that's something that's going to set off your emotions. And Mm -hmm. women's depression and anxiety can be triggered by alcohol. Um, Spend time with your mom and dad and your very, very closest friends only. Um, And when necessary see a therapist mm-hmm. and practice yoga because even if it means just getting on the mat mm-hmm. and crying into the mat in child's pose, mm-hmm. you're out of the house. And if it's really, really bad, because like the trauma at the very beginning of mine was bad, just go for a walk one time a day, mm-hmm. like commit to mm-hmm. walking once a day, mm-hmm. get the sunshine, get like some good, fresh oxygen mm-hmm. And then eventually, if you can take a calendar, I used to cross off every day that I made it. Eventually, I never even remembered when I stopped crossing off the days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love those. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about. Mm-hmm. I think those are like things that they could do today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of working up to it, I think that's really important. The sleep piece, I like sleep. cannot say it enough. Number just because one. sleep time affects travel. everything. Yeah. yeah. And you just time yeah. travel. You're, you, you pass the time that you're not awake by sleeping. So you have less time being conscious of like what's actually going on mm-hmm. by sleeping. And mm-hmm. you just, it just allows you to heal. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember whenever I would just sleep. It's hard too, because I feel so bad. Like during my times where I've had my heart broken is I've just been on the phone with like my friends or my sister for just like the yeah. longest periods of time. And like, what can people say to you? You know, I just, I think about like, I would just ask for answers. Like I would just yeah. like, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think yeah. he's doing yeah. right yeah. now? Yeah. What do you think he's doing right now? His status oh, is this know. on Facebook. Like. I'd be like, well, I went. Yes, this that, there was so much of that. So there much, was, so much. Talking. There was the, um, oh my God, dad. Yeah. He posted on Insta. Yeah. And my dad's like, Insta what? Yeah. Now who gives a shit? Yeah. Now get back to work. You yeah. know, it's like, you're it's like, all like yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and guess what? All of it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, 
I love that all three of us have already been there because we're also like living proof in mm-hmm. action that you will get through this on the other side. Everyone's been through it. Mm-hmm. And you are so much better off without people. Like the first rule in lifeguarding that my therapist would remind me of, do not let them take you down with them. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. cannot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about it too, like, I think that they're talking about relationship heartbreak, but I wonder about work and, like, personal life heartbreak, too. Like, what advice we would give or what advice you would give mm. in, like, a work situation. Yeah. I mean, that's also the story that we didn't get to talk about was um, the Food Network pilot that I received when I was very young. And mm-hmm. I was, like, kind of put through the ringer, and I never ended up getting the show. And many other girls that I was friends with got their own series, and and men, too. And, and I just had to gracefully walk away with my head down and knowing that like I wasn't good enough to get my own series with them, Mm. which is not true. But at the time it felt like the worst thing in the world. I think that what helps you to get through the job losses, the friendship breakups, the tough times of loss is to always remember that without dark light cannot exist. And so the dark times are simply a time to check yourself. And they're also there to teach Mm -hmm. you lessons of humility Mm -hmm. because the three of us are quite humbled by our past and our humble beginnings. And if you're meant to be a somebody, if you're meant to be, you know, at a job that you are, say, at a higher level, or if you're meant to be the TV show host that you were always born to be, you're going to get tested. Nothing will ever be handed to you easily that was ever worth it. Mm-hmm. So the harder things, the barriers, the tough times, the struggles, the breakups. I mean, the friendship breakup that I had recently that I told you guys about fucking cut me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is painful. Mm. And Did you guys ever have a conversation? No, because I tried to reach out and there was nothing back. And a lot of the friends in my group didn't even know that. And then they were like, well, that pisses me off That's because hard. this person should have written you back after being friends for 15 years. Mm. And instead, it cannot be helped. Mm. Is a chapter in Kintsugi Wellness where we learn most things that aren't working out for you, you are better off letting them go. Like the job that you didn't get, the apartment you didn't mm. get, the boyfriend you wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, so badly right now, I'm like, oh my God, I, I wonder if I'm like trying not to date because I just really don't want to go through what I went through. Mm. And I'm not, maybe I'm just not ready. For sure. So the the acceptance of things that are not meant for you, Shikata Ganai, is a present that you must open Mm -hmm. when you are ready. Mm -hmm. Just accept the gift of not having everything work out perfectly. Mm Wabi-sabi. I always think about that. It's like, what did, like, what did you expect? Like everything to just like work out perfect. You know, my best friend is going through a divorce right now and I'm devastated for her. You know, we're, we're pretty young and it's really challenging, but in my heart, I'm also really excited. You know, it's, it's an opportunity to build a new life that's more aligned. And with every um, failure, there's a redirection. Um, I've had a lot of failures like with soul cycle or with Mm-hmm. Um, a period in time in my life where I was uh, searching for jobs because I didn't believe that I was worthy of living a life of creativity and love that I live now. 
And I went to 14 final round interviews of different companies and didn't get the job on the final round um, because it wasn't meant for me, but I was really trying to force it. So I went through a period of trying to force this job and this you know, career um, because I was scared of my power or my, um, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, what I was capable of. So I really tried to force it and I didn't understand why I was failing so much, but you do now. So you really are able to connect the dots of failure looking back and you really have to every, now I say, thank you, you know, yeah. and it's yeah. easy to say for some people that come from a situation, I didn't always say thank you. And I've, you know, heard people say, or be like, how could God do this? Or how could someone do this to you? But everything is happening for the right reason. And you have to really trust in that. And you have to trust that there's going to be something bigger and better on the other side, although it's really, really hard to see. Yeah. You know, I've dated, I dated someone through college and through um, my early years in Chicago. That was great. You know, he was, everyone loved him. He was really sweet. He was smart. He was really, really good looking. We were great together, but I knew that there was someone that was better aligned for me and that there was someone that was like a little bit up-leveled a lot up leveled a hundred times and, you know, not Justin. knowing Justin, not knowing that he was not the justice. I want to record her saying, Justin, have you played? Justin, you kind of man. <laughs> not knowing that he existed. I took the leap of faith and was able to break up with that person and then, you know, find Justin. So, wow. um, yeah, yeah, it's really, I think there's something to also like, you didn't know he existed, mm-hmm. right? And you don't know, you know, where your partner is, I where my partner is. S- yes. but, but there's this, there is this like power in having faith and it almost feeds every other aspect of your life. So if you're so, you're mm-hmm. not, but in general, if people are so hung up on finding a partner and, and getting married and all of that stuff, if you're, if you kind of shift to that faith perspective and allowing things to come in and to come out as they should and to let go and to be open at the appropriate times, like I think that translates to, you know, taking any challenge that or maybe any blocks coming up in your professional career as redirections and, mm-hmm. and proper pivots mm-hmm. to send you in the direction that you're supposed to go. I think if you're freaking mm-hmm. out about finding a boyfriend, you're probably freaking out that yeah. your job's not working out the way. Mm-hmm. So just how you're doing one thing is how you're going to do everything. So really, you know, kind of breaking it down to the simplest aspects of how you approach situations. Yeah. You know? Always having like my new thing too, is always having like a Jedi mindset. So never being phased or, yeah, just never being phased by anything. You know, I've seen, like, even in a situation with Justin where we had, like, a um, like an argument. I forget what it was about the other day. It was something about us moving into a new apartment, and he was really upset about something. And just, I don't know, just being super calm and super unfazed sends a message to the universe that you are unscared of what is being given to you. And if I, right now, especially after quitting my full-time job— send the message that I'm fearful, send the message that I believe that lack is coming to me, that I don't believe that the money that I deserve or the money that is coming to me is coming Mm -hmm. to me, then it won't. So I need to be making those steps or those um, actions towards the belief that abundance is coming. So by me acting incomplete, um, unfear, and as like a Jedi mindset is like, sending the appropriate message to the universe mm-hmm. where I'm going to be getting everything I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shifting from the, like, I want, yeah. I need to the, I am. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's vibrating like you already have it. Yeah. So it's not, you know, sending the wrong mm-hmm. message. Yeah. 
Do you have any other? What are you writing down? <laughs> I, I, I literally just I'm forgot sorry. whether we were interviewing Candace or whether we, <laughs> literally I because we've done two interviews like we're, oh, yeah, we're yeah. doing both oh, today. Yeah, yeah. It's like and continue. I was like, what, I was like, I love how it's so fluid that yeah. we're just having a conversation. And I forget. You're like, we're I'm like, so do you have a question? <laughs> we are just in literally. <laughs> we are in like, just real life. I'm about to take my clothes off right now. I, I actually want to take my pants off. <laughs> We what should else do a pants off say? podcast. Literally. Okay. <laughs> I wrote I am because it's just so good. And the Jedi Mind mantra. just always may the force be with you. Jedi I, was listening, I was listening to Wayne Dyer this morning. That's a good one. Like, well, he, I mean, he's like old school, but it yeah. just, he, he had cancer. Mm. And um, when he was going through cancer, it never once did he say like, I am dying. I am sick. I have cancer. Like it's a, it, it translates physically. Like you manifest your thoughts. It's just, it's super interesting to practice. Yeah. And on that note, if people are worried about finding their partner, like you are so lucky and blessed to have Justin. Mm -hmm. I know how grateful you are, Mm -hmm. but for women like Lindsay and I, because we've talked about this and we get asked about it a lot. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is like, I'm enjoying single life so much Mm -hmm. that I'm not really worried about finding him because I know he's coming if I haven't met him already. Cause there's this like great wheelhouse of like men I've been attracting lately and they're all really good. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great indicator that we're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like by not worrying and saying I am like, we are so worthy of great love and abundance mm-hmm. and all things that are coming to us. And you know why is because we do have that faith and we mm-hmm. share it. And at the same token, like, I believe exactly what you guys are saying. Like the force is fucking with you and it is for you. And we will continue to do good work for all of you because that is what we are here for is to be of service to others. So the universe is taking notes Mm. right now Mm -hmm. and saying, if you do good, it will come back to you. Yeah, completely. That's a good one. That was a nice little bow. A little bow on that, that was topic. A, that was a bow. That was a nice bow. Thanks, honey. <laughs> okay. Mackenzie in our group. Should we just show them a close-up, oh, please? Do you want to see me fucking this show her? table? <laughs> you can come, you a, can bring a, it down. A wooden pole in between. <laughs> Justin, take note. Actually, I was talking last we're night. Just straddling the table. Oh, with our coochie. About to fall off a bench. So we were usual. at the house of yes mm-hmm. on I don't know, one of the nights. And if you've ever been to the House of Yes, it's fucking crazy. It's in Bushwick. It's this warehouse. Two people, two girls eating each other out on stage. There was this. Oh, it's like a. It's like a sex Mm -hmm. show. There was this machine that you could go back in. And it was almost like a, it was like bull riding. But it would like make you orgasm. So girls were like, they had covered it in plastic. You could pay money. And then you'd go in, the curtains would be pulled. And you would like go in for like 15 minutes. So you went in for 25 so I bought one for home in LA. New apartment. Yeah, literally. Woo! No, one of our, one of the girls in our group did it. Isn't Whoa. that crazy? Wait, did she get nude to do it? No, you don't get nude. Okay, I don't, you just. I guess I you can wear your pants. I guess you're wearing your pants. I'm bruise my pubic bone. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But I'm like, do you already do that at Soul Cycle every like, day? <laughs> it's like I what know. is it? When it's like the oh, it's like a glory hole, right? I what are you saying? So it's like a go- okay, because girls for a girl, I don't know how you can Isn't get glory. You can get- anyone chime in on this? Isn't a glory hole where they put your dick in a hole and it's like in a wall? Yeah, 
Men's bathroom. In a men's bathroom. Oh. But for a man. Someone sucks it or, or they suck it. Tugs on it. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> Wherever you want. They tickle it. Um, <laughs> but for a woman, that would be hard to get turned on. Takes a second. Don't you think? Yeah, well, because I'm staring at a, the back of a bull's head. <laughs> that's weird. That I'm just going to say on. that wouldn't turn me on either. Yes, is really like, weird. That was that's really bizarre. Weird. Yeah, it was, it's really interesting, though. Um, sometimes you just need... That's that's a thing, though, I do miss I about love, New York, man. The fucking, like, at the box or something, like, watching someone shit on a pizza. I'm like... We, like, we were culture. in the apartment. There was all this music. We're like, what is that music? It's the old man at the barbershop playing an oboe downstairs. Life. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And then there's, like, a Russian lady sitting on the corner. There's, like, a nice family crossing the street. There's, like, just all these different people that I'm like, oh, L.A. is not as much diversity as oh, I yeah. actually would like. So just looking just around. spread and, out, too. Yeah, you're right, you're but right. But if you get on a subway car and you look around, it's yeah. it's, it's a perfect reflection yeah. of what I New know. York is. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite beautiful, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's, it's beautiful. So right. Yeah, there was, like, a Jamaican man eating his, like, lunch sitting there next to, like, some girl that, you know, probably worked at, like, Refinery 29 or something. It just was, like, I, I really overlooked how much I do miss, like, mm-hmm. Fucking York. the skyline. I do. I mean, look at the skyline. Okay. <laughs> um, Mackenzie and our group wanted to talk about, like, finding your light. So how do you, like, find and maintain your light? Well, the hard, the hardest part about light is that we have to first recognize um, the monks actually are the best example that I can use on this. We have to recognize that dark places always will exist mm-hmm. because without one, the other isn't actually able to present itself. So the monks, although they come from the most enlightened and glorious part of life, they recognize that dark places are exist all over. People are suffering every day. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, involved in human trafficking, prostitution. Like, there's so much bad going on in the world that good must exist as well. And that monks and nuns and those who work in convents and things, they focus on praying for the people and giving their light to the darkness. Now, for women like us, every day, if, if I'm going to give somebody actionable advice on how to become the light, um, first, I can't really explain the light in me. I just know that I'm different, and I felt it since preschool. Mm-hmm. And I thought that everybody else had it too, but they didn't. Mm. And I know that you two will understand this, and many of you may also get this as well. If you feel that in you, there's a, there's a little bit of a calling that you have to find, and it's on your journey in which you will find it. It's never going to come to you like that. You're never going to just turn it on one day. It's a progression. So I guess my suppression has forced my light to come out and shine, much like what you were speaking of earlier, Krista, with being scared of your full potential my entire life, I've been afraid of my light, not my darkness. Marianne Williamson says in her quote, it is our light that scares us, not our darkness. Mm-hmm. It is our greatest fear. Not that we are inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure. So we must recognize that light liberates people, and it's actually in all of us. It's not just in children or in little like babies that are just first born and pure. Each day we have an opportunity to be and do something grand with our lives. And so the light is really in your service to the people. 
And in Japanese, there are terms in which we focus on people that are doing good without showing. So they do good behind closed doors. Those are the real heroes in light, which we must commend. Not the people that are out on Instagram, like posting everywhere about all these things that they're doing. You know, humility is the light, I believe, that everyone should be focused on. Actionably, you can volunteer your time at a shelter. I work with Health Corps. I work with Wellness in the Schools. I work with City Harvest. I work with the U.S. Japan Council. And those are just a few of the charities that I work for volunteering. And what I see is the light in the people when I go there and when I'm handing them food at the bread line or when I'm donating my time to teaching these little kids how to cook, I see the light in their eyes. And so if you can choose to do a little bit more volunteering service to others at community centers, my dad's at the Boys and Girls Club every week. My mom teaches all the little kids in uh, high school and elementary school, and then she does fundraisers for them on the weekends. And my sister volunteers her time at her bike shop in London. It's a nonprofit where she teaches people how to fix their bike on their own. But what she's secretly doing is empowering them to know you can fix your own bike on your own. And she does like these community nights where the women get together and speak about gender variation. And sometimes they're scared also of their light. Because mm. when, when you're born different, you're told that you're not good enough. You don't fit in. You don't have it. We don't want you. You're too Asian. You're too, you're only going to cook Asian food. You're not for our audience. She's not, you know, our type of girl. Those kinds of things are going to keep happening. And you're going to have to push that away and make room for the light. But you can only do that when you connect with other individuals. And like we keep coming back to this theme today, the power of faith that you have in the people, it starts in your actions, not by what you say, but by what you do. Mm. Show, don't tell. Mic drop. That's a good one. Wow. Yeah, the hu- <laughs> humanity is the light. Totally. Humanity is totally the light. I, yeah, I, I heard you on that. What would you say to um, our listeners who find themselves perhaps feeling a little stuck Um, and they could be like have a lot of success but maybe hit like a plateau. But what are ways in which you get your creative mind going, motivate, go outside of yourself and maybe your head to really kind of regenerate, reinvent yourself? So I feel like I wrote Kintsugi Wellness when I got really stuck on the basics. Like Mm. everybody was writing health and wellness books and everybody was writing um, basic books. So this is the art of Japanese golden repair. It was like putting the pieces back together so that I could feel whole again, but at the same time embracing my differences. Mm. So the ways that I know that we can actually actionably all create change from being and feeling stuck is... The first thing that I do is I wake up now in the morning and I actually prep a matcha tea and then I go for a run. So I clock four to six miles in the morning to try to get my head out of like this world. I mean, just being able to make rent here every month is a success that I pray and thank God for. You know, that's how tough times have gotten lately financially. 
it looks like my career is like bursting with success right now, which has been such a mind fuck because it's like the more success I've seen in media and publishing and PR, the less I've seen my bank account grow, which means I need to pivot. I need to change. I need Mm. to create something different. And since I always preach about showing me something good instead of telling me, the run helps me to reset my head. It'll be like you at your soul cycle class or you at the bar class. Mm -hmm. During that time, you know how you get like weird thoughts and ideas or Mm -hmm. crazy shit? That's when things started to change. I'll use the pod as an example. Um, This book was so hard to sell because it was so different. I was like, yo, guys, it's not for Asian people. Mm. It's for white people. So nobody got it. Yeah, exactly. It's for all people. But I said, I have to rethink what I'm doing. So if nobody would tell the story of Kintsugi Wellness, then I would tell it on my podcast, which is why launched Wabi Sabi translates to perfectly imperfect. And and we can't just say we're going to do things. So what we all three have in common, too, is we actually do what we say we're going to do. Like you told me, we're coming to New York. And I said, all right, bitches, we're going to fucking pod. And guess what we're doing right now? Yeah. We also have to say thanks for the successes, for the wins, and for the executions that we've done the work. Mm -hmm. So I thank you guys for coming, for doing the pods with me so that we can share our ideas with everyone If you say you are going to do something, then fucking do it. Mm -hmm. Don't sit there and talk all day about your new blog or your podcast or your dreams to be a TV host or personality or an author or journalist. Go fucking do it. And you know what the best way to do is? Is to go find somebody that you admire, go intern for them, and do whatever you know will grow your mindset, your skill set. You know you can learn new skills. Girls like us were not born with privilege. We were born to work. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's going to take you doing all these uncomfortable things. Like I used to sweep floors, do the dishes, do the shopping, do the schlepping, do all the bullshit. I used to stay at my friend's house on like 140th Street up in Harlem in the poor like hood. And I used to like slang rocks every day into the city when I couldn't even afford to live here yet. But I did all the work. I didn't have money to shoot my last book, so I just learned how to shoot a camera over seven years. It took me to get over my fucking fear of not being good enough and to say, girl, you can take pictures. So I trained myself. I invested. So train yourself a new skill set. Invest time in yourself. I put myself into $70,000 worth of debt after culinary school, and that was me saying to myself, You can fucking do this on your own. Your mother won't support you. Your father won't support you. Fine. Do it on your own. I got up at five every morning, went to class at six, worked as a fit model afterwards, paid all my rent, all my bills, all my work shit, and for culinary school, all on my own. And that, my friends, is doing the work. Sometimes you have to reshift your gears. If you are watching too much TV, stop. And try to figure out a way to reset. Running is easy. Going to a workout is easy. Hanging with friends that support you is easy. Get together with your posse. Get a matcha. Get a coffee group. Start talking ideas. Let them support you. We did the same thing when they first walked in the door. I said, we need to talk. And they were like, we know. Mm-hmm. And we're going to all help each other out after this because this is not a journey that you can forge on your own together. I am sorry. Things are changing way too quickly. 
And just because you have a big Instagram following does not mean you have a successful business. A successful business is bricklaid with things like a website, a newsletter, a place for people to be in a community like your Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And it's also a matter of getting to know your audience. As Tim Ferriss says, focus on the 20% that make up for the 80% of your downloads, your sales, and your clicks. Focus on what they want and be really good at what you do. Yeah. I know I'm making you nervous over there with the poll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like truly, like be good, yeah, at, be good at one agree. thing and focus on it. Like mm-hmm. right now you two are connecting with your audience that's almost 30, that's struggling and you're learning how to master your craft. And we all know it's going to take time. But yeah, I mean, I hope that kind of helps if someone's mm-hmm. stuck. Yes. It's totally normal, but you do have to do the work. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is like the people that the want something different or they mm-hmm. want to make a change in their life, but they aren't um, willing to go there to be afraid. Will never get the will never get the change that they want to see. So I see that a lot. You know, people want a different career, or they want an outlet, or they want a new passion, or they want an escape from the life that they're living. But unless you are you can help fix your relationship with fear or have a better relationship with fear where you aren't afraid to be afraid, then you're never going to make any changes in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, putting in the work was overcoming any fears that I had related to my light or living the life that I dream or believing that I deserve to live the life that I dream and then creating that. Um, but I think we see that happen all the time is the fear thing. So I yeah. think that was like a really great point. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Juicy. Yeah, you're, you're tough. You're on five. Yeah. Any questions from the live that you saw? Questions. No, they just say they love you all. Aww. We're going to make out after this, too, in three ways. So how can, <laughs> how can our um, listeners just, again, I mean, they've found you, but anyone tuning into the pod that is new, how can they find you? Oh, well, just on the street corner at night. <laughs> yeah. With Krista. We're going to go to a hey. place of yes together. Yes. <laughs> Glory hole. Glory hole. No, I mean, truly, you can find me in New York or in LA. I'm at Candice Kumai on Instagram. um, And I write books and health and wellness. Uh, I'm a health and wellness journalist writer. And I think the reason why the three of us really fell in love with each other is because we like, we also like to have fun. You know, Mm. that's another thing I don't like is people think that if you're successful, you're serious. You're a business person. You're buttoned up and you're like, "Mm, hey, guys, today Mm -hmm. we're going to make matcha tea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, you can be yourself, too. I think Mm -hmm. weirdness sells. Like, be weird. Be fucking different. Be yourself. I make fun of my mom all the time. She's saying things like, you know, it's great when you read it up. Yeah, sushi. (laughs) Like, yep, she sure does. So Wendy Williams recently said that my yes. sushi was like better than Nobu. I did not say that she did, but you can also find me um, with Kintsugi Wellness. We're going to do a juicy giveaway. Chris is going to give nice. you extra hand job on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> guaranteed. Really good. Takes like two seconds. I'm yeah, perfect. Yeah. That's how good. She and is. really, I'm just so thrilled that you guys are in New York mm-hmm. and you're doing your damn thing. Mm-hmm. And my friends were so excited; they wanted to sign up for your oh. speaking events mm-hmm. and. I'm just so thrilled that we're together doing this. And I I can't wait to see what the future holds. And I also, I don't want any of us to live in fear anymore of Mm. like what we don't have. Yeah. Because I think we have a pretty good idea that the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. For sure. 
Thanks so much. Thanks for so much. Out. Bye, guys. Yes. Inviting us into your home. Bye, guys. We love yeah. you guys. Love you. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. Thanks so much, Candice. Cutie pie. Love hanging with you, mama. Love you. All right. Review of the week. Uh, thank you. Five stars. I recently moved away from my beloved home in North Carolina and with a new job. I truly have not had time to make new friends. I felt super lonely. Mm-hmm. But when I found this podcast, I felt like Krista and Lindsay have kept me company. They make me laugh and it's my favorite part of my day. Thank you. Thanks, Aww. Katie. Thanks, honey. Um, Love North Carolina. I've never been there actually. NC. I'm going there for Christmas for Justin's family. Fun. Yeah. So if you live, I don't I think we're going to uh, if you Pine- live there, come on over. <laughs> Pinehurst. If you're in Pinehurst, hit me up. You got me. I'll meet up with you. <laughs> I will love that. All right, everyone. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day and your week. We love you. Yeah. Thanks for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Um, you can follow your podcast pro on Instagram for any podcasting tips. If you're looking to start a podcast and go to yourpodcastpro.com for all the resources you need to start a podcast. It's not that big of a deal, but it could change your life. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Bye.